Uh, this is Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about a pretty hard topic, but a pretty yeah. relatable topic. I think everybody in the world can relate. Yeah, um, at least to some degree. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about depression. Um, and depression is very heavy. Um, it can be so heavy that people even often think the worst. Yeah. Um, often think that... Or act uh, the worst. Or, or that. Um, sometimes it can even drive us from our our embedded beliefs sometimes where we feel like we're not worth anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the basis, I think, a lot of times for depression is, you know, there's there's just this kind of hard thing that might be going on in our life yeah. and we feel like, you know, what's what's the worth, you know? I mean, a lot of times that can be projected on yourself or projected on a situation or, or, or all those things. But But we've been reading the Bible. We have been. We have been. How's it it's, going? It's been going great. You know, I we, we just talked, and uh, I'm in. I'm just finishing up with Matthew uh, in the New Testament, and about I don't know, maybe chapter twelve or thirteen in Leviticus right now. So it's been a huge blessing to me, man. It's been. Well, I didn't know that, or I can't believe I haven't mm. taken the time yeah, to to ever do you know ever read this. Mm-hmm. Or I've told myself I'm going to do it, and then haven't. But I've stuck with it, and it's been a huge, huge blessing. Uh, to me, you know, some of the older pastors like, you know, you guys know your Bible, and they'll say something. I'm like, <clears throat> what? <laughs> That's in there? How should I know? So, yeah. you know, hearing some of these, reading some of these stories, it's it's really been cool. Um, and then how, also how it translates Old Testament to New Testament and mm-hmm. some of the, the things that the Jewish cultures did during Jesus' time. And about, it's more understandable, some of the parables and some of the things that he talks about. So mm-hmm. it's been great. How's you it know, going for you? Uh, really good. And and. I'm trying to be intentional about when I'm reading. It's about it's about three to four chapters or whatever a day, mm-hmm. and um, it just depends. Um, t- sometimes I'll read just a little bit ahead or, sure. or something like that. But um, there's like you said, there's just so many things that you know when you're reading quick or or something that you kind of miss. So I've been telling myself every time that I read it, okay, what's what's the one thing? Just just give me one thing that I I either didn't notice or um, something to think about. Yeah. Um, and so far, I, I, it's been that way, and, and it's been a blessing just to, to kind of think. And, you know, other pastors who might be listening to this, you know, you start to read, you know, the scriptures like that, um, you tend to be like, oh, wow, that would be a, a good message. Yep. <laughs> or, 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 you know, yeah. this would be good to talk to the church about. Yeah. Or, or I don't think the church ever knew this. And that's what I've kind of learned about the book of Leviticus, you know, because I'm in, in the book of Leviticus, too. And um, it's like, man, how many how many Christians ever ever read this mm-hmm. verse you know just stuff like that is it's been it's been good i i to be honest with you i'm ready to be out of leviticus yeah. i'm almost there um but i am ready to be out and uh it, it has been a blessing but I, I like the book of numbers and i like the stories that are in that sure and, and things too and i'm ready to, to learn from that so gotta keep going gotta yeah. keep pushing <laughs> and um it's not always easy there have definitely been days where i was like yeah yep it's like all right i better only shut the tv off you know, let me yeah. read or. But hey, look on the whatever. bright side. There's only what ten and a half months to go. Yeah, just ten and a half. We're almost. And then there. we're done. Then we can start over and and pick out some of the things that we really liked and really. Yeah, maybe we'll read out, it so. in reverse. Oh yeah. yeah! Hey, you can join us too. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. So so depression and yeah. um, so I I had done a little bit of a research. Nothing crazy because I'm not smart enough. I don't think. But I think that's something we can all agree on. So. Yeah, yeah. If you if down in the comments, if you don't think Phil's smart enough, just don't put a last name. Yeah, right, right. Um, Keep us guessing. But 
a, a hard thing, you know, um, that I had looked at, and the the suicide rate for 2020 was just under, but pretty close to 14 uh, out of 100 thousand uh people commit suicide um which doesn't seem maybe like a lot in the grand scheme of things um but it kind of translated to about forty-eight thousand people just in the united states just to be clear not in the world um suicide rates actually aren't as high in the united states as they are in other places like africa Mm. or or things like that um so so but forty-eight thousand people basically said to themselves i don't want to live anymore yeah um that's had nothing they had they found there was nothing to live for Mm -hmm. right there was nothing it was too much the weight of whatever they were going through they let it overpower them and and unfortunately forty eight thousand people that's a lot of people that's a lot of that's a lot of darkness for those people to to feel like there there's literally nothing Mm -hmm. to live for and and this is I mean, you think about it, you know, it, there's no age range. There's in this range, there's 60 year olds all the way down to early teens. Yeah. Um, and maybe even in sooner, you know, sooner than that or later than that. Um, and you have people who served in the army. That's right. that's one of the highest rates. Yeah, the military. Was it like twenty two a day? I think. Um, is. it's it's pretty it's pretty high. I'm not know exactly, but it, when I was looking, it was one of the highest yeah. uh, suicide rates, um, just in the United States, but even overall, you know, just mm-hmm. military in general yeah. is high. Um, so you know, you get to this point, and and I have felt sad. Uh-huh. Um, I've never been. See, it's hard to relate to a certain degree. Um, I know there's people um, who are probably like, wow, you know, I've been to that place. Mm-hmm. Um, I know at least some people in our church have, yeah, yeah. have, have you know, testified mm-hmm. that they have been at a spot where they didn't, they didn't know if living was worth, you know, anything anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing to hear, but they, you know, they made it through. They trusted in, in, in Jesus. But, you know, I've definitely been to a place in my life of being, you know, depressed, thinking, you know, why is this happening, you know? I don't want to. I don't want to go anywhere anymore. I just want to just be by myself. I just, yeah. you know, these are kind of the thoughts that you initially have when you start to get depressed. Mm-hmm. It can be easy sometimes to stay in it. Oh, it, and it can because you make excuses to, you know, it's it's not worth it. It's not worth getting up. It's not do, worth doing X, Y, or Z. And it's it's easy. I remember uh, probably four or five years ago, right when Ashley and I first got married, um, I was in a funk for I went probably like nine months, and you know, I I wasn't the reading as much as I should. I wasn't praying as much. But man, I couldn't shake it. Even when I did pray, mm-hmm. I I couldn't get out of it. And our marriage uh, suffered because of it in, in the beginning. And I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't mm-hmm. shake it. Couldn't shake it. Didn't know what it was. And one day, all of a sudden, I, I you know shook out of it. And God was like, "I got you. I'm going to be there for you. Let's let's do this together." And He was became you know my focus and. Uh, but man, those nine months were brutal mm-hmm. every day waking up thinking, is it, are we going to do this again mm-hmm. today? Same old, same old. Is it, is it, is this, is, is this as good as it gets? Mm-hmm. Even to the point, is it even worth following God anymore? Mm-hmm. And I never thought, you know, I had suicidal tendencies or, or thoughts, but like it was depressing. Like, is, is this the best life gets mm-hmm. with following God? Cause if it is, I don't know if I want it. Yeah. If it is, I, I don't know if I want to no, keep going in, mm-hmm. you know, this, this same monotonous walk and it's. And thank God he pulled me out of it. But for 48,000 people last year, 
they didn't we see got too much it, it became too much for mm-hmm. them and and i would be curious to know um the suicide rates had they differ maybe than someone who claims who who they thought you know was a yeah, christian sure sure who wasn't um i have no idea what that would be um by any means but all i know is sometimes i'll say it like this sometimes satan can easily start to tell you you're worth nothing mm-hmm. you might as well give up um when god is saying the opposite all the time mm-hmm. but we can we can get in this kind of funk and, and a lot of times i get you know if i am if i'm starting to get depressed i tend to try to fight out of it immediately mm-hmm. because i i have been to a spot where you know you kind of let depression take a hold of you yeah it's a little bit difficult to get out of the funk later um but so when i when i feel like okay well i'm getting in this kind of funk of Wanting to always be by myself, don't talk to people, um, you know, is it even worth, you know, getting up for work in the morning? Is but it even I, worth doing this or that? Yeah, and, you know, I can't help but think of all of, all of those people who committed suicide. Did they realize when, you know, did they catch it early? Did they understand or, mm. or even acknowledge or recognize that they were starting to get depressed and that these, these from what, demonic thoughts started coming into their head and... Um, you know, did they, did they, did they reach out? Did they, there's so many questions Mm -hmm. and so many variables that you don't know. Did they, did they ask God for help? Did they turn away? I mean, you know, what, what was the, the deciding factor? And I am, I'm convinced it was demonic, all of it. You Mm -hmm. know, I can't imagine somebody getting to a point where they say, uh, if there isn't an influence of Satan that says, you know, it's not worth it anymore and, and, and actually committing and, and following Mm. through with whatever method they they chose to yeah i'm sure we'll say it again but i do think it's important to say now if if you do tend to have you know depression depressive thoughts suicidal thoughts um they're not from god no absolutely not Um, they can be from yourself but when you start to get into an area where i want to kill myself it's typically not even yourself it is it is the job of the devil to yeah. steal, kill, and destroy your life. Mm-hmm. Know that God wants to give life more abundantly. He doesn't yeah. want you to take your life. Um, yeah. He is the life giver. Um, yeah. You're not the one to take life. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to know. You know, and and again, I do think this is very relatable. Yeah, you might you might be well. You know, yeah, I've been sad, but um, I've never had suicidal thoughts. But I'm just saying. Just knowing from my own experiences that if you let stuff like this take a hold of you for too long, you begin to think these things, you know, whether they're small at first or the suicidal thoughts don't come in a moment. Right. They they build, mm-hmm. you know, and at least with all the people I've talked to um, and just how life really works in general um, is you know, you, you begin, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed or I'm sad about this. And you're like, oh, this continues to keep happening. Well, you know, like maybe I'll check out of work this week, you know, I won't go. And then, and then that builds and that builds and that builds. And then you're all the way to the, the worst possible point, which is maybe I just check out of life. Yeah. Um, and, and again, like I said, this is hard and this is, uh, you know, a hard subject. And sometimes we can say, well, the Bible doesn't talk about these things. Um, I've had people say that, you know, the Bible doesn't talk about the situation I'm going through. I can't relate to the Bible because, um, it's, it just isn't relatable. Um, and, and I would disagree. Uh, Yeah. 
I think I think every aspect of life, um, there's something in the Bible that we can take and we can use to to help us cope, to help us um, have hope, to help us, you know, through whatever difficult moment we have. And, and I think we have the best example in Scripture with depression, with the story of Job. Yeah, absolutely. We have quite a few uh, snippets from from that book, and mm-hmm. uh, he 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 had gone through what we call the ringer. Yeah. He had lost everything he had. If you think that your life is bad, I want you to read the story of Job. Yeah. Not that your life isn't bad or you're not going through a difficult time, but I want you to I, I want you to compare yeah. your difficult moment, which is not is difficult, not saying it's not, but to the difficulties that Job had to mm-hmm. endure with losing everything that he had lost. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he lost his livestock and oh, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, he, his health started to, you know, deter, you know, boils, all these things. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a lot. But the most, the most hardest thing, and this is sometimes where, where the driving forces for suicide a lot of times is he lost his family, his yeah. children. Um, his, he had his wife, but you know, we won't get to that part, but his wife said, why don't you just give up yourself? That's not a whole lot. That's not a very encouraging wife at the moment. Um, But, you know, when you had so many sons and daughters and and they're just swept away. They're gone. Yeah. Um, as a, as you know, any father would probably say that would be the hardest mm-hmm. moment in your life. Yeah. Um, and so that's the kind of the basis for what we're going to read here at these scriptures. Um, but Phil, do you want to read uh, Job chapter three, eleven and twenty six? Yeah, absolutely. Um, chapter three and eleven. This is Job. Uh, he. I don't know a better way to say this. He's upset that he was born. And it says in verse 11, he says, Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I came from the room, from the, the womb? And he says in, in 26, Am I not at ease, nor am I quiet? I have no rest, for trouble comes. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> verse 11 yeah, I don't know if you. It's kind of somber in here. It's kind of mm-hmm. you cannot you calm, feel. You can almost feel like man, this is what this man went through. He lost uh, everything. He lost his health. The only thing God told Satan he couldn't do was kill him. So he said, "I'll do everything else then," and mm-hmm. he did. And, and he did. His his response to this, Job was, and Job remind Job was a godly man. He was. Mm-hmm. God said that there was none like him. Mm-hmm. Have you considered him? He gave Satan. He said, oh, you think you can break this guy? Have you considered my servant Job? There's none in the land like him. Mm -hmm. And this is Job. After all of these things happen, this is what he's questioning. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I came from the womb? He's saying, "Why? why, what am I here for to to feel all of this pain and suffering, all of this anguish? It would have been easier had I died the moment I was born. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or just never it, been born. Never been born at all. Why mm-hmm. did I not perish when I came from? Why did I not die? Why did? I, why couldn't I have gotten sick? Then I would not have known this pain mm. that I know now. That I would have not known this this depression. This this all of these things that I know now from this loss that I'm that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And he's asking God why. Yeah, and I think we we often we. 
the reason why I think it's so somber in this room right now <laughs> is because it's more relatable than I think we'd like to admit. Yeah. Job's not just some story. Because if it was just some story, why would we... Why would... I mean, I bet even, even those who are watching and listening are, are feeling just the bitterness, I guess, or the, the, the anguish that's in the room mm-hmm. because I know people who have thought these things, yeah. who have said, I wish I just had never been born. I wish... Why, God, why'd you even make me? Why'd you even knit me together in my mother's right. womb? Um, if, if this is the life that I, I'm supposed to live or the pain that I'm supposed to go through, I would rather just never been born. Um, and that's brokenness mm. at the core. That is, that, is, that is brokenness. That is depression. That is, that is you know, anguish, despair, um, all those things that you can possibly imagine. And, and, and we would say, you know, could you blame him to a yeah. certain degree? Yeah. Could you really blame Job for thinking these things when everything in his life is taken? And and not only that, um, and we'll get there in a bit, but but his friends, his wife, all say it's because you did something wrong and yeah. you didn't do anything mm-hmm. wrong. It's just the the hardness of life and yeah. and the hardness of what Satan can do sometimes to mm-hmm. us and um, to to do all those things, but. And yeah, and and so he's he's working through these emotions as as we do, and he gets to verse twenty six, and he says, and he says, makes a statement. It's like, man, I can relate to this. Yes. I I've, I've never been to the point where I'm like, I wish I was never yeah. born. At least not that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but he says this in in verse twenty six. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest for trouble comes. He's saying, mm-hmm. I <laughs> what now? See. Not only, I mean, as far as I know, you know, at least in depression, all I do is want to, you know, stay in bed and, you know, kind of just sulk and, 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 you know, just not move. Um, And you have Job here who literally is like, my my pain or my troubles never going to cease it's never going to yeah. stop it's it's always there it's always you know around me i'm always thinking about it i can't mm-hmm. stop thinking about it yeah. um and you know that's relatable to me it is when you let something so tragic or something so tragic in your life happens it is easy it is very easy to dwell mm-hmm. on it to let it harbor and kind of settle yeah and when it starts to settle that's a, that can be a scary place it's a it can be a scary place like what job is yeah. saying you know i'd rather god you take me out yeah. take me out right now yeah then i would ever want to to live <laughs> in this state and you know i i you've heard me say it in in preaching but i i kind of when the teens the youth you know they go through a breakup or something bad mm-hmm. happens or you know whatever i call it their end of the oh this is your first end of the world moment and what i mean is you know this is the this is the a pivotal point in your life that you've never experienced before that you're it's never going to get any better mm-hmm. you know you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel you can't see uh what's going on and then all of a sudden god pulls you out of it and then you go in life and progress in life and you get into your early, later teens, early 20s. And there's another end of the world. Job is going through the the end of the world moment. You know, yeah. this is he everything. Yeah. It's the end of the world as he knew it. It's the end of his world, the life that he built, the life that God allowed him to have. And it's just snatched out from under him. 
and this is his end world moment. But little does he know, there's still more to this chapter. He mm-hmm. doesn't know it. He doesn't know how long it's going to last for. Yeah. But God gives us his word and his insight, but going through it. I mean, just like anybody listening or watching, you might be going through an end of the world moment right now, but if you're still alive and you're still breathing, mm-hmm. it's not absolutely it's not the end yeah you know so there's a little bit of encouragement through this but i know we go on with yeah with with chapter 30 um just 15 through 17 and it's kind of poetic to a certain degree um but but it says fears overwhelm me my dignity is driven away uh, as by the wind my safety vanishes like a cloud and now my life ebbs away days of sufferings grip me night pierces my bones my gnawing pains never rest Again, that that idea of never being, never feeling safe anymore. Yeah, and that's kind of what he what he's talking about here is, you know, the, the he says the days of his suffering grips him. You know, he he all the sufferings that are going on in Job's life, they're they're holding him down. They're 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 making his. His nights sleepless. They're making you know all these things yeah. where where he has no rest at all. And he says my he says there in the beginning my fears overwhelm me. That's what in a lot of cases or in most cases that's what depression is. It's this overwhelming yeah. fear or overwhelming just feeling of of anguish is still the best word that I yeah. can even. Suffering, even, even describe or suffering yeah. or pain, um, and it, see there it says my safety vanishes like a cloud. Yeah. He 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 doesn't feel safe anymore. Um, you know he he feels like this is never going to end. His pain is just never going to stop. And I think that's what happens when we do become depressed. Maybe not to the point of suicide. Maybe not to the point of Job's thoughts here. But when you begin to think of of okay, you know, I'm I'm feeling this way. You tend to be locked in a lot of times, and it can be very difficult to to get out to to be joyful. And people will say, you know, just just be you know be joyful in it. You know, just be excited, but uh, or not excited, but yeah. be, you know, just just you know think about good things. And, and isn't and, it so much easier said than done? That's Especially right. exactly when you're on the receiving end of mm-hmm. the, a depressive episode. You're like, do you even know yeah. what I'm going through? And and this is where I'm kind of getting at to a certain degree is is we can easily and I have thought these things, and you know you all. It's easy to be like they don't even understand, mm-hmm. and they might not understand. But don't forsake the encouragement of another just yeah. because you feel like they can't understand your pain. Unfortunately for Job, he didn't have that encouragement. I could imagine maybe if his friends or his wife said, you know, just just remember remember the Lord, you know, remember how yeah. good he is and, and know that, you know, this will pass away. Yeah. It's just momentary. If maybe his friends or his 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 wife said those things, he would have been able not to maybe get to the point of saying, I wish I just would have never been born. Yeah. Not to say he would, but I'm just saying that here's an ex- example, and I'm, I don't even know if I should say it to a certain degree, but I have had my wife who is who's trying to get you know pregnant or trying to have a baby and and when people come up and say you know will happen someday yeah (laughs) sometimes that can like family members or whatever and sometimes that can itch away or chip away 
you know, at the idea of, of, you know, wanting to, to have a baby and mm -hmm. it's never going to happen. Yeah. And you begin, you can begin to come depressed and feel like, you know, is it even worth trying anymore or, right. or, or things like that. Um, and it's easy to get bitter at those people who are trying to encourage or try to just keep yeah. your spirits uplifted mm -hmm. um, and say, well, they just don't understand. They have three kids. Right. You know, I have none. Mm -hmm. Not to say that she thinks these things like that, but I'm just saying um, it is easy to do that. And then it's easy to forsake someone's encouragement or someone's uplifting voice. Yeah. Um, because of just momentary suffering and then you know and then you let ever so you know i can definitely relate mm -hmm. to that because ashton i've been trying to and it, it even gets so much you know when you hear good news from other people and oh they're pregnant or you yeah. know they're having you a baby and it's you can't even be happy for them mm -hmm. you you you, de you almost despise that they have something that you've wanted for so long or something mm -hmm. that you've had, you know, and you, you can't even rejoice with those who rejoice. You can't even, all you worry, all you're focused on is what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And Satan will use that depression to suck all the joy from oh, he you. He will. And he obviously knows what he's doing when it comes to that, because I, I don't even know if I could find a statistic of, of people who have just thought about yeah. suicide, who have just, I mean, I'm sure there's something out there, but um, I could imagine the 48,000 people who, you know, had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine how many people have just thought about it? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, is it really worth living? I, it, it would be better if I just died. And I can imagine the number is probably at least double. Um, oh, if yeah, not way, sure. way more. Yeah. And that obviously just conservative. And the reason why I'm saying that is because it can just be easy sometimes to be like, you know, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, when in fact you're lying to yourself. And mm -hmm. the more that you just say that you're happy and you're not actually happy, the easier it is for Satan to begin to to start to chip away and, and knock you down mm -hmm. and, and it becomes a little bit easier just to put the fake smile on. And when you put the fake smile on, people don't actually know that you're going through a hard time. People don't actually know if, because you'll lie. I've been there. I've yeah. definitely <laughs> said I'm good yeah. when I've not been good. And that doesn't good for no one and I think when you do that. And I think what's worse than that is sometimes you can get used to it mm -hmm. and it, and it becomes normal. Yeah. It becomes, you know, the episode that you're going through, um, you know, I mean, you've, yeah. you church face, you get a church face on, Hey, you know, Hey, we're going to make it through Sunday morning. I'm going to go back the rest of the week and be, you know, feel terrible, feel like crap. I hate myself or whatever. And you get used to it and people, yeah. they, God sees it though. You know, he sees what you're going through and you know, it's, a. Uh, it's a it's a hard you know i'm struggling with this conversation because i you know you i think i have so many thoughts going through my head right now of the people that i've talked to at work today and they made it to work but are they making it through life mm. you know you don't know what people are going through you don't know all all you have is how you perceive them the perception and it's not always reality and um, somebody can seem like they're they're having no issues whatsoever, and they're and they're really good at tricking you into thinking everything's okay. And then one day you hear that they kill. You Not ask you ask parents of a kid who mm. committed suicide, 
was there any signs? No, we thought they were. And then they find emails or, um, you know, separate lives that these kids are living. And I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that they were even going because they put on a show and they, uh, they get used to acting, living a double life. And it it's, yeah you know, Job here is crying out though. Mm-hmm. Job here is saying, I, he, he understands, you know, in, in chapter one or two, he says the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. He understands that God is God, but it doesn't stop him yeah. from having this episode. And I think us as, as Christians, we understand that God is God, but we still are in flesh and we still have things mm-hmm. that we need to work through sometimes. But he's always there with yeah. us through it. Yeah. And just know that that God wants us to cry out to him. Yeah. So Job here, you know, we're going to read towards, you know, the last chapter here just to kind of figure out, you know, what happened to Job's life, but um you know, Job's in 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 just in just hardness, suffering, pain, all those things. Um, his friends obviously said, you know, you, you've sinned, you've done something wrong. His wife's mm-hmm. tired of seeing him the way that he is. Said, why don't you just curse God and die? Yeah. And Job kind of has this conversation with God, and and basically kind of complains, so to speak. Um, you know about his life and what's going on how he's telling god he's he's not okay with it you know those types of things which i i tend to think we often do sometimes yeah um i guess when we are going through a hard time the why yeah we tend to ask god why god would you allow this to happen or or why am i going through this what's the benefit of me suffering this way um and, and job's kind of asking these questions but and God replies kind of harshly, not harshly as what we would think, yeah. but just maybe boldly to Job because he is God. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he tells Job, are you the one who created the earth? Are you mm. the one who, who knows all things? Are you, are you God? Yeah. And, and Job kind of has to come to this realization that he's not God. He doesn't understand everything. He doesn't know everything. Um, and as far as I know, um, and as far as what Job tells us, he didn't even know that god and satan had a conversation yeah and 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 i wonder sometimes this is a little off topic if if sometimes when we go through sufferings that satan's like phil you know you what about phil fisher yeah and god's like he'll stay faithful to me yeah he'll stay faithful um and and i just wonder about this but in the in the beginning of 42 this is how it reads says then job replied to the lord i know you can do all things no purpose of yours can be thwarted you asked who is this that obscure that uh, obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, "Listen now, and I and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me." My ears uh, had heard of. Uh, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. So here Job comes really the baseline is he comes to repentance, not in um, the way that he feels, but in the way that sometimes we can talk to God. Yeah. And sometimes we can say, God, um, it's all your fault without actually knowing anything about mm. what's going on because we're not God. We don't know all things. We don't know what's why we suffer for this moment or that moment um, until either later on in life or yeah. never. 
um, and, and until we get to heaven. But can I interject yeah, just, for a, just for a second? So at work, I have you know in, in my leadership style, I used to if something went wrong, I would go to the person and I would chew them out, and they'd say, "Well, here's the reason, or here's what actually happened." So I didn't know the full story. I, I acted without knowing, without trying to get the full story. And I, and I look at this and Job saying, you know, I didn't have the full story for what, what, what happened. And just like you said, we might never have the full story and we, but we shouldn't be accusing God or acting out irrationally or rashly towards him because we don't know the full story. All we know is that he is God and he loves us and he's redeemed us. Um, and that was just a little snippet that came in, you know, he's saying, you know, I, I didn't know. Um, and he said in, in three, therefore I have uttered what I did not understand things mm -hmm. too wonderful for me. So God is always, he always has the full story. He knew mm -hmm. <laughs> before he created the, the world, he knew every detail mm -hmm. of my life yeah and um, he has the full story and there, there's an interesting piece about this this piece and why I, I like it you know the way that it's said because in the previous chapters in, in verse 4 it says you said this is job talking listen now and i will speak i will question you and you shall answer me this that, that comes up more than once um and what we often do is we pick up the phone and we say god I don't like what's happening in my life. I don't like that this or that's going on. Um, it hurts. It's suffering. You know, I'm suffering. You know, it's painful. Bye. We don't actually listen to God. We don't actually listen to hear Him speak. Yeah. Um, we don't actually answer Him back when He does speak. Um, and, and, and here kind of, and then He says, My ears have heard of, of you, heard of you. But then now he says, my eyes have seen you. Mm -hmm. um, he, he's saying that I am open now to what's going on. Yep. Um, you know, not that I'm okay with it. You don't have to always be okay with suffering and pain yeah. in your life. It's why it's called suffering and pain. It's not good. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And it, sometimes it's hard to endure. That's why you have verses in the Bible that say, yeah. don't give up. Keep going. Um, and, 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 and all those things. Um, but then, you know, I'm not going to read all of it. Um, you have this kind of last piece uh, there in 42 where God restores yeah. Job's life. God restores his livestock double. He restores um, his family members. He has the same number as he did. And we say, well, you know, God said that he double everything. Did he double the family members? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those, his family members aren't gone. I don't believe. Yeah. His family members are in heaven. Yep. He still has them. Um, you know, he's they're still there. Um, and, and I think I've heard a pastor talk about that. You know, and I mm -hmm. think it's I think it's neat because that's like the one thing. It's like, well, why didn't he have double the amount of yep. children? Well, he still has those kids. Your kids never leave you. Mm -hmm. And I think any parent would would say that, even if even if a hard thing has happened to a parent where they say that you know they've lost their child right. or say most parents, at least parents who are Christians, would say. You know, he's still my my son. He's still my yeah. or she's still my daughter, right. um, and I think that's a good piece in Job as well. So, Job is hard. Yeah, it's a hard book, and it, it it's very depressed. You can be very depressed reading mm. the book, seeing everything that you know 
is going on in his life. And again, I'll say back to my original point. I don't know if I've ever ha- I could ever compare my life to Job or my suffering mm-hmm. to Job's suffering. Mm-hmm. And if Job can make it through the thoughts that he had thought and knows that God is more wonderful than I understand, he is more good than I understand, um, and he sees everything, um, trust you, I can just about bet if you trust in Christ, you can also make it through. So that brings us kind of to our next thing um, with all this, because we can we can leave you with a depressing story yeah, to a certain later. degree, even though it's a good ending, right. you know? Um, and, and, and I'll say this, because this is what I heard someone say. Um, it's hard. It was hard to hear. But um, someone who had, you know, gone through, you know, something horrible, and they're reading the Bible, and they see some of these hard things, but then there's happy moments at the end. Yeah. And then they say, well, I'm never going to have that. I'm never going to have that happy moment. I'm going to be gone or, or whatever. Um, if you're a believer, know you've been blessed sevenfold already just through salvation right. with heaven. Yes. God I, could I, restore, even even if Job didn't get double he can still rejoice in the fact that he's been given more than sevenfold through salvation in, in God, through paradise. Yeah. Um, and that's a good outlook to always have when you're going through sufferings and pain, yeah. is I have already been repaid more than any momentary suffering that mm-hmm. I'll possibly ever have. Yep, and I think that, that, that little word, momentary, mm-hmm. this... This life ain't that long. You mm-hmm. could live a thousand years, and that's still, still not, not that, that long. long. Everything we have in this life, whether whether it's our spouse, um, any material thing, anything we can see and touch, shy of God's word, is temporary. Mm. You know, though these episodes, when I say episodes, depressive episodes, um, hardships, these things can seem to last for eternity in some cases they won't Mm -hmm. they don't and if you're a believer in christ you have a lot more to look forward to than the small bump yeah in the road um and i you know job though it's tough and depressive it's very encouraging because Mm -hmm. you see the the splendor of god and the just how wonderful he is and how he takes care of his children even through times, he never left Job. Mm-hmm. He never sidestepped and said, okay, well, I'm just not going to be here. Because when Job's crying out, who do you think he's talking to? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he's when he's going through this issue, who do you think he's talking to? None other than God himself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Satan works, but mm-hmm. God allowed him to. Yeah. You know? And it's... It's a testimony in in this book alone just to say, man, God is his sovereign. He is in control. Satan has to ask permission to do these things, and God knows the outcome of of all of it. Satan thought he probably had had it made. He's Mm -hmm. oh, you just can't kill him. I bet Satan thought, well, he'll kill himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll do everything to make sure that he Mm -hmm. doesn't get out of here alive, Mm -hmm. and he didn't because— That's a good point. God's here. God's with him. He never left him. 
his word promises he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. I mean, Jesus himself, when he was in the garden, said, Lord, can you let this cup pass? If not, it's okay. Not your will, not my will, but your will be done. And But he had total assurance that God had a plan, yeah. that he wasn't going to leave him, that the reason... You know, Job's going through these things for whatever reason. He probably didn't know at the time, mm-hmm. but guess what? He was blessed because of it, yeah. and he and he got everything back yeah. doubled. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and you can overcome a depressive state. You can, but the key to all this, and the key to either whether you're you're going in a depressive state or out of a depressive state, all wraps around this word of hope. Mm. Where's your hope? Yeah. Where's your hope lie? Where what's it sustained in? Um, all these things, and the the world will put its hope in in momentary things, things that fade away, yeah. things that don't last. But a believer in Jesus Christ puts his or her hope in Christ, yeah. not just a momentary hope, a living hope, a hope that doesn't die, yeah. an everlasting hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is an important piece, and I think maybe we overlook it a little bit in the Bible. You want to have the joy of your salvation? Know where your hope is. Yeah, at, you yeah have, right. You want to have a sustaining joy in your life? Know where your hope is. Mm-hmm. This is why, you know, obviously going into de- depression, you feel like you have no hope. Yeah. There is no hope. But through Christ, we know without a doubt. It's not like, I hope it doesn't rain this week. Yeah, right. It's a hope of assurance. Mm-hmm. We know that Christ will always be with us, that when he comes, he takes us with him. Yep. We know that when we die in Jesus Christ, we enter heaven, we yeah. enter paradise. Um, these are key things to understand when you feel down. It's a, Not that it's a bad thing always to feel down, mm-hmm. but are you, letting, are you letting that state of being take over your hope, right. where your hope should be? is in Christ. And I think, too, the relationship that you have with Jesus, um, it, it doesn't change, right? You look at your parents when you were a kid, when you went through an issue, mm-hmm. you'd run to mom, you'd run to dad, and they'd always be there for you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this generally, yeah. right? They'd always be there for you. Their Mom would always be mom, and she'd be that comfort. Dad would always be dad, and he would be that comfort. God in this story, and God of this Bible, God of, of all creation, your relationship, if you're a believer in him, he has that same... He's always going to be there, you know. When you're going through an when you're going through an issue, he wants to talk to you. Yeah. He wants to hear from mm-hmm. you, and he wants you to know that hey, I'm right here. Yeah, it can the the sky could fall, <laughs> things could go go south quick. But guess what? I'm always going to be here. I almost say when things go south, head north. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. look look to me. I'm the one that's going to be there. I'm the one mm-hmm. who's getting you through this, anyways. Yeah. And it's so cool to see the restoration in, in Job's story in his life. Yeah, absolutely. Because he understands that. And, and I think another part to overcoming depression is know you're not alone, which is you know what you were talking mm-hmm. about. Know where your hope is. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask people to pray for you. Yeah. Know that that's your brother and sister in Christ. Yeah. Not just somebody you go to church with. Right. That's your brother and sister in Christ. And they ought, not that everybody's perfect or everyone's going to do it right, or they even that what they're supposed to. If they don't, find somebody else that will. Right. Hopefully, you're going to a church where you can find at least one person to pray with you yeah. or pray for you um, that are actually going to pray because when 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 a church or you know uh, the church or believers in general um, 
pray with one another is powerful. It is powerful it is. not only, um, you know, in a in a just a general sense, but in in a spiritual sense. Mm. That God, not that He hears us more, right? But that He would see a body, the body of Christ unified in 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 helping and praying for someone who's going through a hard time. Is what we're supposed to do as a church. We're supposed to carry each other's burdens. Right. Literally, what the Bible tells us to do is to carry each other's burdens. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask a brother or sister to pray for you. Mm-hmm. No, no shame in it. Every, again, this is why we're talking about this episode. It's relatable. Everybody goes through these types yeah. of moments, and and know that. It can be easy just to say no one is ever going to pray for me. No one ever. No one even cares about right. me. What an easy thing to say. And it's a way to seclude yourself even further. And that's exactly into what you know? Satan wants you to do. Because I don't know when people have prayed for me. Oh wow! Is my spirit uplifted? Mm. Is my is am I encouraged? Because I know I have a body of of believers, my family in Christ. Coming behind me to help me to to carry me through through whatever issue right. I have. Christ is enough, but He gives us believers. He never told us to do it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. He gives us a family, family in Christ. Um, that looks a lot of different ways. Yeah. One other thing, my most Im- maybe two other things. My most important thing, and I talk about this a lot because I think it's important because I've been in moments where it's like, you know, this is this is just horrible i i don't want to ever go through this again all these things this is what i have to remember the joy in my salvation Mm -hmm. you have to have joy in your salvation you if even if no one ever encouraged you no one ever said a nice thing about you know that if you are a believer in jesus christ you can have joy in your salvation that's right that that sustains you and two, you know, even if nobody says anything, know your worth in God. Mm-hmm. Know your worth in Christ. And uh, what's the Bible say? You're worth more than rubies, mm-hmm. diamonds, gold, all of the precious stones. You're worth more mm-hmm. than all of that. You know, you are the apple of Jesus's eye. <laughs> you are the one who. You, you, you. I mean, even if nobody ever does, you should know that God cares about yeah. you. He's the one encouraging. You. He's the one. The Spirit is the one that's comforting you and, yeah. and pulling you through these Absolutely. things. And that alone, yeah. the hope alone in Jesus Christ and all of His promises, should be enough. And I know, as as you know, we yeah. all we all like hearing an attaboy and a pat on the back, and oh, how how great we are from time to time. <laughs> but even if we never hear that ever again for the rest of our lives. Know that even that's temporary, and yeah. God is God is rooting for you, and He's going to be the one that sees you through anything and everything that you go through. Absolutely. And if you want to know how much you're actually worth, think about the cross of Christ. Yeah. Think about what Jesus did for you. He prayed in the garden, let this cup pass, yeah. but not my will, but your will yeah. be done. And he, he went to the cross, and He took upon the sin of the world so that you— the person who thinks they're worth nothing would know that they're worth everything to God because that's how he shows us that that's how he showed us. He still is showing us, but that's how he showed us that he is love, that he loves us, that he cares for us, that, that he doesn't want us to take our life. He gave us life. Jesus says he gives us life more abundantly. Mm. He never wants you to take your life. You're worth everything to Christ. That's super important to know. Have joy in your salvation. Yep. Hold on to it. 
long for it. Whatever you, whatever you're doing, cling to it as hard as you can because it will be the. I think maybe maybe it's my own biased opinion, but I doubt it. Uh, it's my driving force through hard times. Yeah. It's what keeps me going. All those things. Here's another maybe just practical thing that I thought was 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 a good thing, and and at least I, it seemed to help me when I've done it. Love others. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't feel loved, you don't feel worthy, or or those types of things. Love others. We're commanded to love God with yeah. all our heart, with all our soul, mind, all those things. But then He says to love our neighbor as ourselves. Mm-hmm. Love another, and I can just almost promise you, unless you're in a pretty dark, dark place, that that love that you show to others will tend to build love up in yourself. Yeah. You'll tend to 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 feel more encouraged and, and more 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 purposeful. Maybe that's yeah. the right word because you know that the purpose that God's given you, which is to love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing, mm-hmm. and you're doing it not for the pat on the back, right? But to show the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I want to remind a person who also might be going through a hard time: you're not the only one. Yeah. So if you feel like no one's encouraging you. Maybe somebody else feels the same thing. Yeah. Love other people mm. because they might need that love to sustain them mm-hmm. through whatever hard moment they're going through. Right. And I think, you know, with some of those things, there's lots of things because God's given us lots of tools he to has. overcome sufferings and pains. Yeah. Um, you think about all the sufferings and pains the disciples, uh, the apostles went through as they're dying for the name of right. Christ. And, and, and they would still, and they still told the church to love them anyway right love the people persecuting you love the the your enemies Mm. you know love the government who was doing these things that's crazy that's crazy but they were that's god exactly that's god and they knew the joy of their salvation they knew the wonders of christ they knew all they knew about the holy spirit how it's our comforter and counselor and and encourager all those things and the bible says and i didn't even think about this till now but i think it's so important that god is the god of all comfort and and he comforts us so that we might comfort others yeah what a beautiful verse what a beautiful thing that god is the god who comforts he comforts us. He builds us up. Why? So that we might comfort yeah. each other. And Psalm chapter three says he's the lifter of our head. And <laughs> yeah, okay, he's get, if he can control my head and he can do pull me off the ground and have me look to him. What else can he do? Mm. That's the tip of the iceberg, you know. Yep. Absolutely. And and I think sometimes we can think that that no one's encouraged me, but I want to encourage you through through the Bible um, because. There's no no person that can encourage like the word of God. That's right. It's God's voice to us. It's God's it's God's words to us. It's the word of God who's encouraging us to keep going. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna read a lot. So if you if you like to write things down, maybe for later, this would be a great thing. I think just to write these uh, verses down, um, so that maybe when you're starting to feel depressed, starting to feel um, not worthy um, or not loved. Um, Write these down, go back to them when you have those feelings, and I promise you that they'll encourage you, that they'll help you. Um, not that they'll make anything easier. I'm not saying any of that, yeah. but they will help you. Um, so Deuteronomy 31.8 says, The Lord himself goes before you. He will be with you. He'll never leave you uh, nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. 
do not be discouraged. Amen. Mm. Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. God's telling you to think about godly things, right. eternal things, things that are, are, are true, things that are right, things that are pure, things that are, are lovely, all these things. And, and here's the, a great well-known verse, but I, I pray that maybe we actually experience it from now and then, which is Philippians. Philippians 4.13, uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We love to quote that verse, but when we yeah. get in hard times, we typically kind of sulk in them. We don't even think about when it. The, when the word <laughs> here says, I, I can do all things through Christ yeah. who strengthens me, that's a huge and, and amazing thing. But in, in John 16.33, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble. It's literally what the Bible says right. all the time. You're going to have sufferings. Yep, yep. You're going to have pains. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah, amen. Jesus has overcome the world. Yep. He's overcome death. He's conquered it. And, and in him, in him alone, we have eternal life. Mm-hmm. We have everlasting life. We can we can be more than conquerors. Yep. That's what the Bible says. Then you have the, an awesome verse, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. This is also, for I know uh, the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for peace and not for evil, to give you a future and and of hope and a hope. This is an amazing piece as well. And this is a moment where the people are in a moment of suffering and pain and, and, and punishment and, and some of those things too. But, but Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all who labor, all are heavy laden, I will give you rest. That's Jesus yeah. talking. Go to Jesus. Mm. As you feel tired, yeah. you feel overwhelmed, yeah. you feel like it's just the world's too much. Go to Jesus. Yeah. He says he'll give you rest. He'll give you rest. I think that's an awesome piece. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. You you don't know where to go. You don't know what to do. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Jesus Christ. He's the one that makes your path. Again, what Job said, Who am I yeah. Do you think that I know right. the mind of God or how God works, that, that God would be all-knowing, he would know everything? Who am I to to question that? Mm-hmm. Because he his understanding is, is higher than my understanding. His ways are, are, are much greater than my ways. 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm. God's a loving God. He is. He's our father. I love that that, that is what he is. He is our father. Now, granted, a worldly father can be horrible, yep. can be bad, but know your heavenly father is never those things. He's always a good father. Yeah, and he's and he's perfect, and he wants he wants you know all of the the good qualities of your dad, your your earthly dad. God is all of those and more mm-hmm. because he's perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Psalms twenty three four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. Cling to these verses. That's all that's all I'm saying right yeah. now is cling to these verses because they're the thing that's going to help you through. Know that the word will never come back void. Yeah. It's never going to, right. to be bad that you read the word of God, especially in times of, of trouble. All those things. Matthew 6.33. It's all talking about worry there. Seek, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Know that God knows all the things that you need. Seek them. Yeah. Find them. All those types of things. There's no one greater than God. 
There's no one more, more, uh, more in your corner than God. Yeah, yeah. Who nah. wants you to succeed? Doesn't want you to 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 go through hard times. But that's just the world we live mm-hmm. in. We go through hard times and know that those hard times were producing you perseverance. Yep. That's why the that's why James says consider it pure joy yep. when you go through times of of trials and tribulation because in that it produces patience perseverance all those great wonderful qualities that that God molds in us makes us better and last one here there's many 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 more Psalms forty one through two says, I waited patiently for the Lord He inclined to me and heard my cry He drew up from the pit. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry out of the miry fog and set my feet upon a rock making my steps secure. Yeah. God's our rock. He's our foundation. Jesus Christ is our is the strongest foundation you could ever build your life on when when the storms of life come. Know that if your foundation is built on Christ and Christ alone, it will never fall. Amen. And I'll tell you too if you're listening and you heard those verses and you you're not sure about it. Um, you know, maybe you, you don't know if if the God that we serve is the God, the one mm. true God. If you're if you're if you think that you're never going to get out of the the episode that you're going through the depression, it's been years maybe, and you haven't been able to shake it. God is there. He's listening. Maybe He's waiting for you to actually turn to Him. Maybe he's waiting for you to let him be the solution that he knows he can be, that we know he can be. He's a God of love. He's a God of patience. He's a God of redemption. So don't think he can't pull you out of the depression that you're going through. I know he can. He has for me. And I know he can for you. Amen to all that. So our weekly verse this week is Psalms 9.9. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. I know this has been a hard episode. Um, it's been a hard episode yeah. just to even talk about. Yeah, but yeah. but it's, I think it's a good reminder to me to know that, that God's always for me. Mm-hmm. He's never against me. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. But, but if you did like this episode, maybe you need to share it with someone who's going through a hard time. Um, you can, you know, you can copy it, you can share it with them, you can show them, um, you can like and subscribe, you can, you can click that notification bell so you can get other future episodes. All that would be a blessing to us. Um, yeah. but, but again, I would, I would just, just remind, uh, those who are listening and watching, um, that love your neighbor. Love the person who you're around because they might be going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. So that concludes our episode for this week. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can do so down below. Um, If you would like to leave um, a comment elsewhere, you can comment uh, us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.